West Nkosi, sorry, West Nkosi, with Mazuzu, meaning young woman. This is from his 1992 album, Rhythm of Healing. Nkosi's compositions and styles of music were the driving force behind the distinctive sounds of Lady Smith's Black Mambazo, Mahalatini, and the Mahotela Queens, and scores of other South African groups producing thousands of unique recordings for them. He was paralyzed in an auto accident in August of 1998 and died two months later. He was 58 years old and made that penny whistle do extraordinary things. This is Lead Stories. I'm Patrice Lead, and it's Free Your Mind Friday. All right, so now I have to explain what that is. Free Your Mind Friday is all about your opinion. Opinion. All right. We don't want to know how you feel about something. We want to know what is your opinion, assuming that you have done some kind of study of the subject or you have looked more closely than you normally would at a subject and you evaluated it and you come to an opinion about it. And we want to know what that opinion is. Now, it's not important, and don't obsess yourself with whether people will agree with you. Uh, We'll find out. Or whether people will disagree with you. We'll find that out, too. The idea is that you should concentrate on making yourself clear, being very clear about your opinion, where you stand, and... You can make yourself clear, of course, when you you have looked at an issue, you've evaluated it, you you spent some time thinking about it, and you've come to some kind of a conclusion. So by the time you get on air, you have a position. And this is a way of training us all to... Uh, become more analytical, more definitive about what we are thinking. It's okay if people disagree. They too will have to explain why. But we have been a society where people just say things and they leave it there. They drop it and it's in the ether and somebody's supposed to make something of it. No. You have an opinion? It deserves your explanation. And that is responsible. That's responsible thinking. And we want everybody to kind of up the ante on your method of thinking and therefore the conclusions that you come to uh, become more credible and accessible to us as well. 888-874-4888 is the number to call, and uh, let's get started as quickly as possible. 888-874-4888. 
I don't have any idea what you will be talking about, neither does anybody else, but we are listening for cues from you as to where you're going. And therefore, while we are listening, we are forming an opinion about the substance of what you're asking us to consider. There you go. I know. <laughs> it's a different kind of program. Uh, people don't care generally in the land of radio what people think. Just say something. No, here we're saying uh, that time is done. You have to be purposeful in your thinking because heaven knows how many people you would be uh, influencing with your thoughts. Ethan Edgewater, you're on the air. Good afternoon, Yatrice. Good afternoon, E. What's on your mind today? Well, there's something that still is bothering me about what happened on January 6th, what was called the sedition, you called it. And uh, it just keeps bothering me. I brought the issue up uh, another on another occasion, but I don't think we really covered it enough, so I'm bringing it up again. That... For some reason, the person that's responsible for giving out permits in Washington, D.C., thought that it was a good idea to give Donald Trump a permit to have a rally on the same day that they were going to be certifying the votes in the Capitol building. Now, to me, that's totally insane because Donald Trump is is contesting the election and saying that it was rigged and he was cheated. And now they're going to give him a, a permit to have a rally on the same day, pretty close vicinity to the Capitol building. Isn't there a chief of police or a mayor? Uh, all those Democrats that were going to be in the Capitol building that day, nobody thought that that would be a bad idea except me. Am I the only person on the planet Earth that thinks that giving Donald Trump a permit is total insanity? It really is bothering me. And, and, and well, I'm sorry it's bothering you, but you have to deal with this. If you believe in the so-called free speech concept, you have to accept it. Why should Trump, simply because of who he is, be subjected to a harsher interpretation of the law than anybody else. Because it's creating a dangerous situation, as we all witnessed it, that it did. And that yes, it did. Been it did go there. It did get to that right. point. However, you couldn't have predicted it, could you? Yes, you, of course you could have predicted it. What else could have possibly happened? No, no, no. You just contradicted yourself. Hold on, hold on. You just contradicted yourself. Of course it had. Of course it could have been predicted. How, how could it not? That's, that's right. the question you raise. So here's a situation of a, uh, a First Amendment right, the right to assemble, the right to free speech. And yes, we know who Donald Trump is. I don't know that it was the smartest thing to 
uh, allow this to happen, but perhaps they were misled. For example, did anybody mention when they applied for uh, a permit that there would be tens of thousands of people there? Did anybody say that? We predict we'll have a crowd of at least tens of thousands of people. Then that might have produced a different response. But they can't arbitrarily decide, no, you can't have a permit. Then they will be accused of muzzling people and their First Amendment rights. Well, Donald Trump had been having these rallies for his whole four years of his presidency, and they always drew a lot of people. So that was like a a surprise that there was going to be a lot of people showing up if they allowed him. Why couldn't they say you could have the rally a week before they're certifying the votes in Washington at the Capitol? Or you can but do that is, but that is controlling that is going to be seen as controlling people's first amendment rights. You either have the right to assemble or you don't. There's got to be some kind of uh, leeway when you think that it, if granting a person their rights is going to create a dangerous situation. In a, in a place. But, how do, but how do you determine that? How do you predict? How does anybody, anybody, how did anybody on that day predict that this was going to happen? Because that was January. He, he got the permit two weeks before January 6th. So that was uh, in December. The election was in November. He had already been declared the loser. And he had been arguing that point and bringing out all these points and asking people to do illegal things to try to get him these votes back. This wasn't just a, 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 a like, you know, out of the blue thing. Oh, I feel like having a rally just because I'm, I'm not the president no more and I want to say goodbye to all my friends that supported me and voted for me and, and, and it'll all be a nice little party. No, we knew that he was upset and this was in direct, uh, you know, opposition to what they were doing that day and what they were going to be doing two weeks before they, they granted him this permit. And everybody was notified. They did this on purpose. So people in Seattle who want to come to protest in Washington had two weeks to plan it all out. People in lots of different parts of this country that consider themselves militia groups and anti-government groups, not supporters of Donald Trump, just any run-of-the-mill groups would be showing up making believe they were there for Trump's rally when they were really there to protest the government and cause trouble. And that's why I yes, think I, I understand your more point. sense. I understand your point. But uh, again, there's a flip side to what you're saying. And what you're saying, uh, it makes sense. We see in the aftermath of it that you have legitimate points. You, you raise legitimate issues. However, but, but wait a minute, but however, this is also, it is also legitimate that none less, none, 
no one less than the vice, I mean, the president, the former president of the United States and the group with which he's affiliated is asking for a permit. It's, it's not against the law to consider giving him a permit. Um, his previous position as former president of the United States does carry some weight to it. So people would say, okay, sure. We have, you know, police out there to control the crowds and so forth. They probably never, ever thought that things could get so out of hand. And they did. It's a mistake and a misjudgment on their part. But they covered themselves by saying, we did not deliberately squash a legitimate, at least up until that point it was legitimate, a legitimate request to assemble. So you have to look at it from those two angles. You can't say, well, we predict that they're out for trouble, and therefore on the basis of that, we will deny their um, permit. No, you can't say that. Well, they had to actually see it and then uh, go from there. I'm sorry? I said, I think what you're saying is that everybody has a right to to uh, apply for a permit and they have the freedom of of uh, speech and this thing. these are what people who didn't like Donald Trump and want to see him get in trouble would like to see the thing go on and have it happen just like it happened and they cannot say no 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 what, but what you you interrupting what I said trying to speak you're interrupting you cannot... me as I'm trying to speak. You're interrupting me. How about that? All right, you speak, then, and then when you're done, then then do I get a chance? Um, you're not regulating this program, I am. Exactly. Okay, so then chill yourself out. I I'm saying it. to you, your points, in hindsight, make sense. They do. However... There was no indication, apparently, up until the point that they got permission to have their rally, that it was going to go bizarre. It was going to end up the way it did, especially since a former president of the United States was going to be involved. He was a keynote speaker. They had no idea what he was going to say. They had no idea that he was going to be an agent of sedition. I raised that point here. They had no idea that the people themselves had no idea that what they were doing was seditious, which used to be a crime for which the punishment was death. This is a very serious matter. But you have to take all of this into consideration. You can't beam into somebody's head and extract the information you need. No, you have to take a chance, just like anybody else uh, applying 
but of course he's not anybody else. He's a former president of the United States, and the group that he's with uh, present themselves as responsible people and so forth. They had not had a history of uh, general misbehavior and atrocious behavior. Uh, so what was to be the rationale for denying them a permit? At which the former president of the United States was to be the keynote speaker. Can I speak now? Yes, you can. Okay. Weren't you the one who has been saying from the very beginning of Donald Trump's presidency that there's something seriously wrong with this man? And he's insane. The panel of psychiatrists also agree with what you're saying. Okay. Is that a good person to give grant a permit on the same day that all these Democratic senators are going to be in the Capitol building counting out votes? And if that's the case, then don't you think that they should be protected from a person that's insane and calling a rally to have on the same day just to make trouble in Washington, D.C.? We don't know when a person applies for... Again, you're interrupting me as... Again... Yeah, but how long are you going to take to get your question asked? Am I supposed to wait until you... For half an hour? Not a half an hour. A couple of more sentences. Yes, but you're going over the same thing that you have already said. And I made myself very clear. I understand your point. In hindsight, it perhaps makes sense to be a bit more cautious. But generally, they met all the criteria and they satisfied the authorities that this was going to be a well-planned and well-conducted event. And there was no reason at the time of the application for uh, Uh, permit to let the crowds come in, that it was going to go crazy. There was no way to predict it. And you can't make rules up because of how it happened, how it turned out. Oh, you see, this is what they did. So therefore, the granting of the permit was wrong. You have to look at it in the, the sequence that it happened. And are you going to make the case that because Trump is a little quirky and it hasn't proven so time and again, he does not deserve or qualify for a permit to hold a rally? Is that going to be your position? Yes. I also find it very strange that none of the Democrats, including Nancy Pelosi, and Charles Schumer and Ocasio-Cortez, who for four years while Trump were president, didn't balk at any opportunity to criticize him about things he was, his policies that he wanted to, to put forward. They were always ready to criticize him and say that this is wrong. Now, wouldn't one of these people that were going to be in the Capitol that day counting out these votes for Biden feel that their lives might be put in danger 
by granting a permit for having a rally on the same day in Washington, D.C.? Wouldn't they Again, have come I out come and back, say I, that? I come back to the point. That's what I'm asking. I, I come back to the point. I come back to the point that I've made a couple of times already. Of them saying anything whatsoever, keeping told. Yeah, yeah. We got that. You said that already. So you are not clear about why you, you, no, you are not clear as to exactly why, on what basis, Trump should have been denied, or the group that uh, uh, represented Trump that day should have been denied a permit. You are not clear. You have about five different reasons as to why they should not have been. Which is it? And there's a hundred more reasons that I don't have time. Well, to then you're wrong. You're just wrong. You, no, nobody I'm wrong. could I'm right. accept. Sometimes you, you, you right. have you're to, right. you you're have right. to say, is this going to create a dangerous situation? And then that say, is not what is required. That is not well, what is required. When you're speaking over me now. That is not what is required when a decision is to be made as to whether to grant a permit. You want people to think and, and actualize their thoughts into the decision as to whether this is likely to happen or that is likely to happen. That's not the basis on which permits are granted, sir. You're wrong. Permits are granted, they have their own criteria. Is it going to be safe? Do you have safeguards in place? How many people? They could lie about all of that. But in order to get a permit, you simply have to satisfy the criteria as they list them. Every year, the West Indian Day Parade, every year they go through this challenge about too many people showing up. <laughs> That's the whole idea of the parade, isn't it? The whole idea of the parade is people showing up to share their, their common culture. Now, is somebody supposed to be able to telecast that, well, we will have about 26 more people than we had last year, and therefore we, dis we are disqualified? No. There are rules. And everybody has to obey them, whether you like the people or not. They simply have to meet certain standards. And when the grantors of the permit are satisfied that it will be a safe event, it's well-regulated, it doesn't stand a chance that, that at least they can't forecast it, you know, things will go crazy, they grant a permit. But you want to use the permit and you see nothing wrong with using the permit to fulfill a kind of political vendetta. You're wrong. Okay, Jeremiah from New York, you're on the air. Good afternoon, Eutrice. Pleasure speaking with you. Good afternoon. <laughs> um, okay. I, didn't, I didn't hear most of the preliminary portion of the, the show. I was actually teaching. Um, until past the hour, but it's Free Your Mind Friday, so I called right in. Uh, and uh, I just wanted to re reiterate, I mean, you know, sort of recap 
what we've all witnessed if we're citizens in this country or citizens on this planet somewhere, um, you know, that we just experienced something extremely bizarre in the form of our government and the governments of the world pushing dangerous experimental drugs on the global population. And now there's more and more technical information coming in in the form of research and data and, um, and studies that are being compiled showing that there's a great number of concerns, health concerns regarding these novel formulas. They thought that everyone should take, and they thought it was a necessity for everyone, irrespective of age, um, medical background, it's, and so on. Everyone had to take these shots, and now we have evidence of an increased uh, level of myocarditis, pericarditis, and various inflammation of the heart um, in different forms. You know, I'm, I'm not a cardiologist. I'm not a medical person, but I am literate. Um, there's uh, a compilation of evidence showing increased rates of blood clots. They're actually people who, um, they're coroners who are coming out saying we've never seen blood clots like this. Huge rubbery blood clots in people's bodies, unlike anything um, that's, that's been seen. Um, there's reports that started out from life insurance companies saying that people are dying at a higher rate in, in their prime age, between the age of 18 and 49. There's been a 40% increase um, in mortality. And this was first noticed by life insurance companies. And now I'm seeing various discussions, people apparently unrelated to each other, some people from a medical point of view, some people just from an insurance point of view, saying more people are dying than normally. We actually didn't have excess mortality during COVID because the average age of death was past the average age of, of normal life expectancy. Um, but now we're seeing people in the prime of their lives dying, and how can the media that pushed these drugs on the public then turn around and objectively say, oops, Sorry, we pressured you into taking something that might have shortened your life or ended your loved one's life. You know, the people who put us in this situation are the people who we would require to update the public as to what's going on. And they certainly wouldn't do that because one that interferes with their bottom line. They're not just um, in affiliation with pharma, they're fully integrated with pharma, meaning the, the uh, media system, the political apparatus. It seems to be fully integrated with pharma and the, the pharma, you know, the big pharma agenda. And, um, you know, it's just quite a nightmare as far as I can tell what's going on. And I don't see people responding to the, the seriousness of this, that, the government was pushing dangerous experimental drugs on the public, and now we're seeing the, the fallout from that. And they're pretending as though everything is A-OK. And we're going to see, as I'm sad to say, we're going to see as more data gets compiled, as it becomes harder and harder to run from the truth that's hiding in plain sight, that something really dangerous and beyond dangerous, something lethal has occurred that um, that is going to be just devastating to the health of people. And, and I'm sad to say 
particularly the, the children who have their whole formative um, development that they have to complete. And they're having these chemicals being injected into their bodies with no sound medical basis whatsoever. And this can affect the rest of their lives. It could end their lives before, um, you know, they've achieved anything they wanted to achieve or traveled where they wanted to travel or what have you. I just, I, I find it so, I guess that to, to conclude what I'm saying, I just, I find it so ghoulish. I find it so strange. I find it strange, you know, for the people who are Biden supporters or they're, you know, they're tried and true Democrats and they support the Democrats no matter what. If the Democrats say, let's jump off a cliff, they'll just go and run and jump right off that cliff. And now we're saying, wait a second, there's an increase in in thrombosis. There's an increase in blood clots. There's an increase in in, in cardiovascular problems. There's an increase in neurological disorders, and you're going to try to write this off as a, a no big deal kind of thing. I mean, what kind of horror movie has our society become? That one, we, we buy into all this brainwashing in the first place, and then when it's clearly apparent that something has gone very, very wrong, we just mentally, we can't respond to the facts as they're presented before us, like it's officially a fire we're in a burning building and we're just going to sit there just you know carrying on as though the the walls and the ceiling isn't just burning and collapsing around us i just don't even know what to make of this whole situation that we've witnessed this in our lifetimes that we were told you have to trust dangerous uh chemicals that were provided to you by corporations that all have felony backgrounds and the salespeople for these uh, these products were politicians who we also shouldn't trust based on their track records and history. And now we have All evidence right. so, coming so, in that harm is... No, so I'm asking say, now, what yes. do you recommend as a way of arresting the situation? Um... I think that we all need to start refusing. We need to refuse the shots. You know, if you refuse the shot up until now, you have made the, the right decision as far as your health is concerned. If you've taken the shot, refuse the boosters. And in general, start refusing every aspect of this biosecurity state um, that they've, they've imposed on us because, you know, they're, they're concerned for our health is, is a faux concern. They've never been concerned about our health. That's not what they're into. They're not into health. They're into power, and they're into profit-making. And that's what we should have realized in the first place. So, you know, refusal, noncompliance, and educating ourselves and each other, and speaking out about it, because that's another thing. They've created an atmosphere where people are scared to speak out. So... You know, I'm not saying go and be confrontational and, and go and get into a bunch of arguments with people. But, yes, speak up for the truth, because the truth is needed right now. Well, thank you. A very well-reasoned opinion. Thank you so much. Wayne from Brooklyn, you're on the air. Good afternoon, you trees and the family. Good afternoon. Thank you. Um, first, I want to thank Jerry Meyer for that 
this is what my mind was wanted to free up to do. This whole COVID nonsense that we've been going through, we've been put through. And it's mind-boggling. I wanted to hear him say something as a teacher about how it affected people's mind mentally. But, um, I mean, after we had this co- um, Pfizer and Moderna report released, which they wanted to freeze for 75 years, how could anybody in governmental positions, I guess they don't read it like the Patriot Act and all the other stuff that they did sign, but after reading that, even getting an inkling about it and knowing how much lies went into the process to get these things approved, what they know from the previous tests that they did, that the effects it would have on people, because they know all of this. They have it written down there. And yet they insisted that they went through the devious schemes to get it approved. It was approved. And today, after all the results, all the deaths, all the other stuff that people go through, these elected officials refusing to take any action against Fuji and, and company for this crime against humanity, this is serious, you treat. And if we... Uh, right, hold, a, hold a second, hold a second. There's noise in the background. Could it be turned off? Yes, I'll get them to stop okay. in one minute. That's called working in the office. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we accept all of these things. The, the, the ones who speak up uh, attack viciously, and that send a message to the others, keep quiet or this will happen to you. But if we value rights, if we value our lives, we will be out there protesting. Nobody should be taking this again. And those who implement this scheme should be charged. Well, you you both specific and you broad. So could you give us a, a, a sense of, from your perspective, your working plan? It's not enough to say, well, we should all be out in the streets protesting and so forth. Could you get more specific about it? Um, since this is how I grew up being out there protesting, um, I still find it is effective, even though I don't value it as much now, maybe because of the cones on my feet, but we have to do something to energize the people. Maybe the truth about this crime is not energizing them, then we in a terrible danger. You need to get on top of okay, get on top of that soapbox to turn the volume. I mean, you have the Gary Noel through the years was one of the persons that I get to respect based on his views, the research and stuff that he do. And for this code, this whole COVID nonsense, to me he was one of the main people speaking the truth to power. There were a lot of others that we saw being attacked. And is is it's hurtful to know that these things actually going down. It is even hurt, more hurtful when we see people around us dying. And like things that we were told 
that um, in a couple months, it was then a couple months that none of this going to be related to the injections that the But the effects, they're going to write it off. We saw that happening just as they started giving it and the death toll started rising. That the death suddenly wasn't COVID. COVID didn't cause your death. It was, um, what they call them, what was the term they use when they say it's something else? Something else. He had an underlying problem. Heart, nerve, diabetes. That is when they suddenly realized that these things and the injection didn't mix. Or they realized that before, according to their own report. But it is uh, mind-boggling to know that we as a people get so relaxed in this nonsense that we don't want to take action even to save ourselves, Beatrice. Well... If it appears that way to you, I'll have to accept your assessment of it. Uh, The people are not as invested in the issue as they ought to be, considering the dramatic um, consequences. They're not yet moved to action. That is pretty much what you're saying, and I agree that... In what way is that attitude different from other crises that we have encountered or been beset by? And people just take exactly the same attitude, even though they statistically will be more affected than others. This is why I like you and you show you. Always put us in positions that we have to humble. <laughs> Each one that happened happened to be a little more severe than the previous one. And, well, 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 now that I say that, I kind of reflecting that the attitude of the people is just going along the same pattern. We become more and more deliberated. Oh. Thank you, Eutrice. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Wayne. Thank, but you, you did pull our quotes here for a minute, and hopefully people would understand what's behind what you raised today, that in the end, we cannot excuse ourselves from the fight. We, we are the fight if we choose to fight. We are the, the ones who have to do it. And we can't transfer that responsibility to anybody else. Not if uh, Jeremiah just said it too. Uh, It's mind-boggling, he says, that given the seriousness of the situation, more people are not motivated to become involved in a proactive way. And uh, we'll see if if this posture is maintained even longer. There's no reason for it to be maintained. You would think that people would get very, very active and very involved, but you're right. Your observation is correct. Not enough people are involved. Thank you for your call today. It's something that I learned from you about people and their speeches that we have to be mindful of who they're speaking to. They might be addressing a crowd, but it's not for the crowd. 
and a lot of the things that were said. I remember you 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 put my course on this one, and after thinking, you were so right. We hear things and suddenly feel that they apply to us when they don't. They are speaking in codes to other folks like themselves, people in their groupings. And um, thank you, Wayne, for your call. Thank you so much for your contribution today. Ed from Queens, you're on the air. Hey, how you doing, Retreat? Okay, Ed. How are you? You know me and the phones. We still here. Okay, you're hanging in there. <laughs> yeah. No, I want to hang in by yourselves, but you're hanging. Yeah, we're still hanging. Still hanging, hanging strong <laughs> in this in this interesting <laughs> times we live in. I just wanted to bring something back up that you had brought up this week that I think is really going under the radar. I don't know why people are reacting to this more. Um, the actions of this president and this Congress and the sending of $1.3 billion to Ukraine to help their economy and their war effort when we're catching heck over here. I mean, I don't understand why people aren't outraged about this, uh, uh, about this endeavor by this president and this government. Number one, he's taunting uh, a, a nuclear superpower. He's, uh, he, he, he's, he's basically involving us in a war, which, quite frankly, I don't think we have any business in. We were the progenitors of this war from 2014, and even prior to that, back in the 1980s in, 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 in Serbia, when I was in the military, the U.S. involvement in that Eastern Europe, in Eastern Europe, and, and, and trying to trying to punk Russia and, and 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 justify the existence of NATO, and now this president has the audacity to hand over 1.3 billion of my freaking tax dollars. To, 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 to this Western, Eastern European country, when we got debt, uh, we got student loan debt, we got housing crisis, we've got ever-increasing inflation, we've got rising gas prices, we've got rising uh, rent prices. Uh, I mean, you know, what, 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 does have to, what has to be done to make the American people get up off of their behinds and stop being so uh, uh, daggone apathetic? And, 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 and listless. This is, this is an insult. This is a total insult. To me, it's a total personal insult and an affront by this government to do this on several reasons. Not, not only the fact that because these, these happen to be white European people who are in distress. I, I don't want to see anybody in distress, but there's a whole load of other people in this world that have been in, that have been in more distress uh, at the behest of the U.S. government than these people. And we're not we're not throwing open open arms and open open pocketbooks to them. Why is this such a such a a, a, a justified cause? Why is this why is this necessary in my tax dollars? I don't think so. I really don't think so. I wrote to my congressman oh, Gregory Meeks. You know, I'm what? Could I could I encourage you to answer, even in part, your own question? Why do you think it's happening? Well, I mean, it's because they're white. I mean, it's just that simple. They're white. <laughs> they, they, these are white people. And, you know, call, you can call whatever you want to call me, but these are not people of African descent. These are white people in white Europe going through a, going through a white problem that they have had for centuries. 
That's why. That's why we get the emotional response. That's why this president uh, can appeal to you on the VMAs, on on the music award shows, on national television. I mean, they're not even calling for peaceful negotiations. They're giving him money. They're giving him weapons, howitzers, shoulder-launched stinger missiles, anti-aircraft weapons, killer drones. Nobody's even trying to bring uh, uh, Putin to the peace table under any circumstances. They're fostering a war. And my, my main concern, being my experience with the, with the military and the American government, four years in the Army, getting out a, 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 a buck sergeant, I can see us with boots on the ground in this mess sooner or later. If they're not there already. What else? Covertly. What else is, is making uh, Biden a credible proponent of what he is doing? Well, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like the American people are not holding this man to task. And uh, it's it's gone on for years, as far as I'm concerned, as far as not holding this government to task, as far as it's servicing the people justly. And uh, I think Biden is a, is a stooge of empire. I think he's doing exactly what he's being commanded to do. I think he di- he didn't win the election. He just did not lose. He was running against a, a, a what I believe to be a maniacal madman. And uh, he was he was the uh, he was the uh, default choice, and this is what you get when you when you compromise the government to the point to where it's ridiculous. But he's doing he's doing uh, uh, carrying out his plan very very well. He's got that uh, that big bat that he's been waving all over the place, communism versus American democracy, with Putin being the the, the worst communist on the planet who must be but defeated. This, this isn't, Putin isn't even a communist. I mean, yeah, but I'm saying, well, this is what he's selling. He is selling the idea that he is standing up as America against communism, even though it's false. Yes. No, it's very effective. Well, I mean, people people in America, in my opinion, have been dumbed down to the point to where they can't see the forest for the trees. Putin is not a communist. Putin is, is anything but a communist. He's, he's actually, he's a capitalist. If you look he's a capitalist. We're there. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that Joe Biden can't make a lot out of that misrepresentation. He will insist that Putin is a communist. And here America is standing in for all right-minded people to defeat communism. That goes a long way here. And across the world, everybody kind of identifies with that, even though he's not making sense, even though he is really misrepresenting what the situation is. But it's effective. So he'll stick to that line. It's just as I said uh, yesterday, that 
you know, he's getting a lot of credit for integrating uh, the staff and, and getting all these positions. But then you check and you see that if you really were to realign this, his cabinet and his high-level staff is still 75% white. Yes. He hasn't changed anything. No. Okay, yes. but he's getting credit. Well, he's, he's getting false credit by because he's got a complicit media, which is, which is, in my opinion, nothing but propaganda now. I mean, you can't even get an opposing viewpoint without being castigated as being a Putin, a Putin supporter or, 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 or a conspiracy theorist. There are no opposing viewpoints to this. I mean, it, it's, it's war porn at its finest. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just, well, America, wake up. I mean, wake up. What? what I, I know we're in the decline of empire. I mean, I, 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 I hate to say it, but it's true. But I, I just, hope that somewhere something I'm not seeing something that I'm missing something that I can hopefully find and get a part of because this is this is insane and it's pathetic and I'm I'm tired of it I'm just I can't I, 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 I do you can't think see. there will be a groundswell of people feeling just like you people feeling just like me and it will begin to build and we will see the dichotomy here that we are asked to uh, believe in without, from your, though the truth is staring us right in the face. From your mouth to God's ears, as the saying goes. <laughs> I, mean, I, really, I mean, I cannot see why people can't see this. It is driving me absolutely insane. You know, and, and, and to talk to people... People buy it, hook, line, and sink. I mean, I've never seen the American populace so stupefied in my life. I mean, yeah. really. I mean, it, it's it's gone. It's gotten to a point to where whatever. Just, I, I I honestly believe it's a plan. Call me a conspiracy theorist. I honestly believe this was a plan, and the plan is coming to fruition because people are so out of it. It's 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 beyond belief. I mean, there's not even a there's not even a cogent movement that I can find, and I've been looking. I mean, there are sparks here and there, but you know, it's it's sad. It is really freaking sad. Well, thank you, Ed. Um, I I happen to agree with your position today, um, and also I happen to. Like you, you keep hoping that there would be a breakthrough somewhere and people will go, oh, I didn't think about that. But now that you raised it, it makes sense. And do some more thinking. Thanks so much for contributing today. Harvey from Berkeley, you're on the air. Haven't heard from you in a while. Yes, well, I had a family situation, but I'm back. Um... So, uh, happy Earth Day to you and your vast worldwide well, audience. That's right. That's Today, right. Uh, April it's 22nd. Yes, it's Earth Day, and the theme this year is invest in our planet, which means invest away from fossil fuels towards re renewable energy. 
But the media has been telling us that there's going to be a food crisis coming. Prices are going to start going way up. And uh, this, I see opportunity. There's opportunity in crisis. Uh, a while ago, I was talking to you about, uh, I was suggesting turning dead malls into green campuses where local communities can grow fresh organic fruits and vegetables and really uh, return to good good quality food, especially away from uh, the fast food and all that we've been sold. And uh, so it's, the, it's a good chance to start the decentralization of America's food production, just like we're decentralizing America's energy production into microgrids instead of macrogrids, because, you know, when these big grids go down, like the blackout in New York uh, several years ago, whole areas go down. So we have to, um, once again, rebuild our infrastructure, but, the, but with food as well. And, um, and uh, there's a plethora of information available, such as on search engines like YouTube and Google, about how to grow community gardens, how to, how to cook virtually any food in the world uh, on YouTube, uh, any recipe. Um, and uh, this is our chance to step away from uh, GMO, genetically modified organisms, and using heirloom seeds to get our hands back into the soil and uh, and start growing these beautiful organic gardens and, and uh, vegetables of, and fruits and backyard gardens, rooftop gardening, balcony apartments, houses of worship, community centers, school gardens. All these places can start uh, can start in the de- decentralization and the proliferation of fresh organic fruits and vegetables uh, that could uh, save us a lot of money and uh, turn this food scarcity thing around. So I just want to say happy Earth Day uh, because Earth is mama, and thank you, Trees, for being the wonderful person that you are. Oh, gee, thank you. I, I believe that I'm a wonderful person as of today. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Thank you, love you. Thank you so much for contributing today. Brother Dave... You're bringing up the rare today. You're the last caller in. Yes, uh, I know there's not much time, but I've been listening to this discussion, and what comes to my mind is very clear, and that the answer to this is the fantastic ability of the ruling elite that runs the country to get the people to the point where they buy the narrative that those rulers want us to have so they can do the things like they do with this so-called vaccine and also with the war in uh, Ukraine. So these people are brilliant. They have the people functioning against their own interests, and the people don't get it. Because this small group of people that run the place and has Biden working for them has gotten the minds of the people so confused and unable to actually look at what is really going on that is not in the interest of the people of this country or throughout or throughout the world, but is in the interest of those American capitalists who want to make 
uh, larger and larger bottom line for themselves. So that's the problem that we have. And as I see it, it's going to take a rebellion to do something about it. It might start small, but uh, the people are pretty well hypnotized by those who rule. And that is why we have the situation that we've been talking about today, where the people of this country are not having their interests being served, but the interests of the small ruling class. Do you think that people are not getting it because they're comfortable, even though, of course, statistically, they're not comfortable, but they feel that they're not under undue stress. Uh, The people are being tricked. The only way that this could be happening is you have to, uh, I'm not going to say any, thing like stupid, but you have to be able to confuse the people to such a degree that they function against their own interests. And that's what we have, even though, I mean, the contradiction is, even though people are getting poorer and poorer, when I say people, I mean the masses of people are getting poorer and poorer, and, and the top people right. are getting richer and richer. They still don't get it, and they still are uh, subject to the main technique that those who rule do, is to have us rule, uh, divide, and rule. So that well, we have to leave it there, I'm afraid. We're out of time completely. Thank you so much, Brother Dave. Thank you all for contributing today and getting our minds in gear. Thank you so much. Have yourselves a great weekend, and we come back to each other on Monday. Bye-bye.